All right, let's get started with our panel. The Topics Worthy of Discussion panel has arrived. Alyssa Freeman, PR and pop culture media expert. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Just watched you do the debate. I thought you did a fabulous job. Well, I appreciate you saying that because I have no idea, no context. Well, you know what? It's a hard thing to do. Well, and until you really watch it, until you're in the middle of mm. it, you don't realize what a hard job that is. Well, except for the guys who are kind of lying around on the couches doing all the TV planning and stuff like that. It's like, come on, fellas, <laughs> move it along. Oh, I, inside baseball, I'm sorry for that. Kevin Gadette, president of Bright Point Strategy, formerly of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. How's Kevin? I'm great, thanks. I, I, I'm hoping and promise, I suspect, that we as a panel, panel will be less bickering and less talking over one another than... I heard in the debate. I didn't see it. I heard it on the radio. You guys are cats. I don't have to hurt. Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. How's Rocco? Barely survived the strip search on the way in. The security was really <laughs> tough today. Right. Really tough. I know. As a matter of fact... I thought yeah. you said you liked it. <laughs> Usually well, pays wait a minute. extra. Wasn't it you, Kevin? No. no, that was when I was with Prostate Cancer Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was strictly voluntary. Yeah, okay. He deserves you. a bell. Yeah. He deserves uh, a bell. You know he does. This thing's getting a workout oh, here Oh, man. Tonight. You should have seen it last hour. Yeah. It was actually center stage. It was. Uh, listen, you know, something else that I'm kind of curious. Just as a follow-up to what we heard from the various candidates, uh, one in particular, Saren uh, Gebra Selassie is a young lawyer, and uh, she uh, did mention off the top that she comes from community housing and uh, has made her way up, but she was challenging the mayor and Jennifer Keysmat at one point, uh, putting them on the defensive, suggesting that, you know, they've dropped the ball when it comes to community planning and uh, that it actually affordable housing is a right, as well as free transit. Give a listen. I'm here to propose that we actually do have the money to have free transit, that free transit is a right like child, like education and like health care. And there will be a time in this city when people will say that transit is 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 a right. And I, I'm surprised to not surprised to hear that from Mr. Tory, but I'd like to hear Ms. Keysmat give a clear yes to free transit in the city of Toronto. All right. I've got to start with that because I was kind of wondering how that would sit with the populace. I mean, these kinds of things, when you give folks stuff, uh, some people will take the bait and bite on it. Others may recoil. But Rocco, what do you say? Free transit, and it's a right. The, the, the problem is you could never provide enough supply. Unfortunately, uh, when you make things um, free, uh, the demand kind of overwhelms. And then how do you plan for it? How do you schedule it? How do you then make the investment and pay for everything else? There's no question. I mean, and the mayor has made some moves. He made um, he made uh, TTC for those under 12 uh, free, that, right. made a significant investment on, on that part. But in, unless there's a price put to something when it's, a, when it's that kind of public good, it, it leads to a lot of unintended consequences, which no one wants. All right. Uh, but it seems to me like increasingly you're seeing folks coming up who believe that there's a certain right assigned to transit, housing, and so on and so forth. Uh, Kevin Goodet, are they wrong? Yes, the problem with uh, socialism is that eventually we run out of somebody else's money. Uh, and that's the problem with that whole debate was it was just one long hour of conversation of what we could f- provide free to, what what's the targeted group we want to talk to about pro- providing free services, uh, some of which are fine, but 
that's all they talked about. I mean, the, the only time during the debate that the issue of taxes came up was at the 58-minute mark. I was <laughs> astonished at the issue of affordability. And they only and they only and they quickly leapt right back into social housing from that conversation. Maybe they spent 32 seconds talking about tax levels, for example, or government spending or affordability. Um, it gets a bit tiresome when it, all it is, is is bleeding of the left for more and more and more. All right. Uh, you know, I did feel for John Tory in that sense. He was on the defensive because uh, he even suggested that you can't, you've got to pay for these things in some way, shape or form. And it looked like he was the outlier with that line of reasoning. Not so much in this room, but Alyssa, how was, uh, what was your impression? I mean, this free stuff's uh, become kind of a, a prevalent theme these days. You know what, John, it's an interesting narrative that is part of her her platform, and I've really never heard Sarah and Gibber Selassie uh, speak before. But I have to say, you know, when you listen to it on the radio coming down and when I was behind the scenes watching it, she really had a, a great command of her narrative, and she also had a great command of the subject matter. So she was prepared. So I think that it's very interesting that she's using this. She's using this as a champion for the have-nots of the city, quite honestly, and giving them a voice. And it wouldn't surprise me if perhaps, I mean, I, I don't think she's going to be a, a front-runner by any a stretch of the imagination, but it wouldn't surprise me if she's positioning herself for something more. And then, you know, maybe something, you know, <clears throat> whoever wins, I think we know who's going to win the the mayoral election, but I, I see her as a, a voice. I see her as a representative of uh, people in the city that don't have a voice, and I think she has a great future if she plays really? it right. So I, no, I do because I think that. No, no, I was gonna. Yeah, the, the, the quibble I was gonna make was that there is no voice for that community. Seriously. Well, like, like, what, what she, other voice she, is there except for that friggin' community? Well, it's all we ever hear about these days is is those people who don't have and how much we need to give more to everybody. And and look, at I'm sympathetic to 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 the needs, but that's all we ever hear about anymore. And I think that but what you need is somebody who has command of the facts and that is actually, you know, it's interesting when people complain, complain. Kevin, and then you say, okay, we're going to give you this much runway to allow you to do what you need to do, maybe within a different context. She reminded me of a left-wing version of Tanya Granick Allen, where the bar is set so low, they can say whatever they want, and therefore they shine in their particular venue. Yeah, and, I don't know and, if I agree and, and with that comparison. For them. But, but I think that when the rubber hits the road, that's when re- reality sinks in. And when we're talking about free transit, what does that really mean? I mean, honestly, when you think of why she chose that, if people need to work, and if they need to work they get to have to get from point A to point B. It's actually quite simplistic. So if they have to pay an exor- a lot of money for some people to get from point A to point B, that could be part of a platform. Not that it's realistic, but it does speak to a lot of people who have that issue. Well, then you've got affordable housing. This was also raised, the specter of this as a right, and uh, the numbers that were bandied about, Keys Matt, I think, had mentioned 100,000 units coming on board. John Tory, uh, it seemed more practical or realistic, suggested 40,000 in the next number of years was potential. Uh, and, you know, he was excoriated for not doing enough on that file. Uh, Rocco, you well, ran for mayor one yeah. time. You know what this drill is all about. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's fascinating. Best and I mayor find we never had. Yeah, right. And uh, thank you for that. Uh, my mom thanks you as well. <laughs> uh, the only other one who believed that. But um, the the issue is, and, and, it's, and it's this incredible Jekyll and Hyde uh, on what is considered to be the progressive left. Because on the one hand, they say, well, we want all of this affordable housing, and yet they will fight to the nth degree to not allow for increased density. I mean, it is ridiculous that we go along the Danforth, a major artery uh, in the city, and with a few 
exceptions, you're talking about three, four stories maximum. On the major arteries, if we were more, and and they're very often, they want to talk about Europe. Well, go to Europe, and people live in apartments. They live in flats. You don't have three stories on major avenues. You have a minimum of six. If you could build as of right, we could put significant supply into the market, which would have a real and sustainable impact on affordability and pricing. But when people say, no, 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 I want to take care of poor people as long as it's built out in northeastern Scarborough uh, and we allow the density there. Well, guess what? Then you've got issues around, okay, so if they're there and you want them to work in the downtown, how is that going to happen? What will transit cost? How will infrastructure come around? All kinds of issues like that. Or go along the subway line um, you know, on the University Spadina line. You get out at Glen Cairn and no high rises you go to downsview and now the the land has been sold uh, before there were air right issues you couldn't do it that needs density use and take advantage of infrastructure that's there already uh if you were to do it laneway housing there are all kinds of things well, did you think it was happen. a little rich for jennifer keysmad who was the city planner for five years and who opposed all of that all right, and so now she's talking affordable housing. On the yeah. show last week, she had submitted that. Uh, I know there are plans to revamp Ontario Place, and I just asked her, uh, you know, just throwing some chum in the water, if she would uh, support affordable housing in part with the refurbishment or rehabilitation of Ontario Place, and she suggested yes. Is that really how we should apportion affordable housing in these areas? So, well, to expand, to take Rocco's point, with which I agree 100%, and it's from a framing perspective, Rocco's talking about housing access writ large, not, limit to, not limited only to the affordability sector, because there's an awful lot of people who actually have jobs and careers and developing and young families who also want access to housing, who can actually pay for some of it, for which there's a supply problem. So my disappointment with this conversation during the debates in this mayoral, mayoral election campaign is, is an absence of a broader look, as if social housing is the only housing conversation that needs to be had. So, you know, why well, Rocco it, should have been mayor. Is it poor planning? As I asked Rocco, I mean, I guess it had come up that there were uh, parcels of city-owned land. It's an anti-development attitude at City Hall. That's true. Okay, that's where I was kind of going with the question. If this stuff, uh, the land is not being used appropriately, are we not exploiting and maxing out? And uh, we'll leave it at that because on the the matter of uh, rights and uh, when Kevin had suggested, I guess you quoted Margaret Thatcher there, you know, uh, the problem with social... Without attribution, my apologies. Yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, we've got footnotes on this program. John Tory can hold up sheets of paper. Uh, What the hell? I can as well. No, uh, I did want to also... This Oakley guy is really, really smart. (laughs) Let me can't get anything by him. He's got a bell. Graduate. And lots of paper. Graduate from Humbert when you had to pay for your suit. (laughs) Uh, I want to come back because that speaks to the topic that we just addressed. And no we'll free do that. lunch, John. Uh, no, well, you're not right about that either, good <laughs> Sometimes there is, Kevin, <laughs> believe it or either? not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll leave it's you. like you're zero for three. <laughs> you haven't even started. I'll leave you to scan your computer, your internal computer, and find out where else I, you think I'm wrong, or, uh, I think you're wrong. We'll come back. More topics worthy of discussion. Kevin Gadet, Alyssa Freeman, Rocco Rossi on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I completely agree that we need to provide economic opportunities for at-risk youth. And most of our money is going to go into creating exactly those kinds of programs and positions you talked about for young people and families, because you're right. That is a part of this. 
but not the only one. We have a $1 billion budget for the Toronto Police Service in the, in the city. We do not need to invest more in that area.